Since time began for me, there was two. They received a calling from God and started walking a path that most don't. They became warriors, leaders, servants, and shepherds. I am Adele from King Street, and you are tuning in to Two Pastors, One Roof, the podcast created to help you navigate life. today's episode, we are going to talk about Ash Wednesday, as well as some of the practices Christians and non-Christians do to prepare for Ash Wednesday, which marks the beginning of Lent. I am the Reverend Enrique Gordon, talking with the Reverend Shirley Gordon, and we are two pastors living under one roof. Once again, we are using Reverend Eleanor Cooper Brown book called From Preparation to Passion, Devotional and Reflective Meditation, Celebrating the Lent Season, based on the lectionary and celebrated African-American sacred songs and hymns. Last week, we talked about the season of Lent and what it is today. We want to talk about Ash Wednesday, so let us start talking. Today we continue our talk from the preference of Reverend Eleanor Cooper Brown's book, From Preparation to Passion, with the subject today, is Ash Wednesday. In Reverend Eleanor's book, she talks about how Lent begins each year on Ash Wednesday and how many churches celebrate this beginning with an Ash Wednesday service and how during this service, members of the congregation come to the altar with prayers of repentance and to renounce the sins that so easily besets us. Each year, the first day of Lent is on a Wednesday This year, Lent begins on March the 2nd, 2022. The name comes from the imposition of ashes on the heads of worshipers. Ashes are used to symbolize repentance. As people come to the altar for prayer, the minister marks the sign of the cross on their forehead. So the question is asked, why ashes? Ash Wednesday emphasizes a dual encounter one in which, as Christians, we confront our own mortality, and another that we confess our sins before God with the community of faith. On that day, it is customary to use ashes, the leaves of the palms used to celebrate the previous year's Palm Sunday, are kept and burn to produce the ashes. However, today we can go to the store and buy ashes. The use of ashes on our forehead is a sign of mortality and repentance, which has a long history in Jewish and Christian worship. The use of ashes is also a powerful nonverbal way of participating in the call to repentance and reconciliation that serves 
as a visual reminder to others of our faith in Jesus Christ. In Eleanor's book, she states that ash can be associated with the committal service at a funeral where the minister prays as dirt is being cast onto the coffin, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And this is a further understanding of the symbolism of mortality. She goes on to say that from a biblical standpoint, we read about many who were under the weight of sins, that they placed ashes on themselves or placed it on their heads and wore sackcloth as a means of confession. The Bible tells us in Jonah chapter 3 that when Jonah obeyed the words of the Lord and went to Nineveh, he proclaimed the word of the Lord, saying that in 40 days Nineveh was going to be overthrown. Another reading about the use of 40. It is said that the people of Nineveh believed in God, so they believed what Jonah was saying. And a fast was called for everyone from the greatest to the least, and they were to put sackcloth on. Verses 6 through 10 reads like this, coming from the New International Version. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animal, herds or flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God might yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we might not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. Verses 6 through 10. This is but one example that Reverend Eleanor uses in her books as a reference to ashes being used as a sign of repentance. Reverend Shirley, thank you for that reading about the use of 40 in the book of Jonah. But let us switch gears for a minute. Everything that has been said about Ash Wednesday is good. But let us talk about events that happened before Ash Wednesday. There are many events that I have observed and even participated in prior to Ash Wednesday. When I was stationed in Germany, every year before Ash Wednesday, the Germans participated in an event they call Fastnacht Day. It meant fast and night, which represent festivities leading up to Ash Wednesday. I remember that. It was something like Strove Tuesday, the day before Ash Wednesday, which is observed by many Christians. It is said that on this day, many people indulge in many things before Lent. Yes, Fashnock was like that. 
during this celebration, there was a parade and people dressed up in costume. They celebrated, consisted of dancing, drinking, and just having a great time. I must say, I participated in many of these celebrations during the first five years of my military service. As a young 21-year-old man, I found these celebrations to be lots of fun, and I enjoy them. What about in your country, Panama? What types of celebration did you do before Ash Wednesday? I remember growing up in Panama that prior to Ash Wednesday, for a period of about six or eight weeks, we had carnival. And during the season of carnival, we will have people who will dress up in costumes who will play the devil. And we will have lots of fun in the streets with those who played the devil. But on Ash Wednesday, which was the last day of playing the devil, those who played needed to be baptized. But in order for them to be baptized, they needed to have either a godmother or a godfather, someone to represent them at their baptism. And the baptism was said to be the cleansing of the devil that was in them that they played during the time of carnival. So what about you, Reverend Shirley? What kind of celebrations you participated in prior to Ash Wednesday? The only thing I remember is Fat Tuesday, where we ate pancakes. Some people call it Mardi Gras, in which people use up all their fatty foods, their flowers, their eggs, and those things that they were going to be giving up for uh, Lent. So we ate pancakes until we were fat. As you can see, uh, Pastor, Christians do a lot of things before entering into Lent on Ash Wednesday. I know we will celebrate Pancake Tuesday this year and have an Ash Wednesday service. It is my hope that we all take part in Lent this year. Yes, Reverend Shirley, there's lots of things that happen prior to Ash Wednesday. And today we have done quite a bit of talking. In the next podcast, we will dive in a little deeper into what we will be doing for the 40 days of Lent and address some of the objectives Reverend Eleanor Cooper Brown addresses in her book. May God keep you and may his face shine upon you. Shalom Shalom to you, my friends. You have been listening to a podcast from Two Pastors, One Roof, produced by Reverend Enrique Gordon and Reverend Shirley Gordon. You can get us on Spotify or Anchor. Just download the app and let's talk. Welcome back to Two Pastors, One Roof. I am the Reverend Enrique Gordon, along with the Reverend Shirley Gordon. We are glad to have you tuning in once again as we continue 
our talk on the preface of Reverend Eleanor Cooper Brown book, From Preparation to Passion, a devotional and reflective meditation celebrating the Lent season based on the lectionary and celebrating African-American sacred songs and hymns. In today's episode, we want to look at the resource that we will be using during these 40 days of Lent to engage in our preparation from Lent to Passion. Reverend Eleanor admonished us to use her book as a tool to engage ourselves in preparing for Easter. Using it in a way to engage in Bible study, prayer, and daily meditation. In using her book in that way, it will propel us to a more holy passion. And I truly want to be more engaged and passionate about my walk with Jesus. So, I am looking forward to journeying these 40 days of Lent with you. Let us begin our talk. 